production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are some tips you can take to make yourself a better professional speaker? That's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Pioneer, and I'm joined on this episode by Eric Ream, who is an author and podcaster and speaker. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Andy, it's so nice to be with you, man. Thanks for the opportunity to come hang out with you. I'm really enjoying the Connect Conference. In fact, in about a few minutes, I'm actually going to go in a breakout session and talk to professionals, utility professionals, on how to speak in a public setting. I think all utility professionals need to have that capability, need to have that skill set. Because if you're going to, like we're going to talk about here in a second, my book, if you're going to lead a life of significance, you're going to need the help of others. In order to connect with others, you need to master communication. So that's what we're going to be talking about in my session coming up. So it's great to talk to you about that. Yeah, as Eric mentioned, we are here at kind of the, the epicenter of utility communication this week at the NRACA Connect Conference, Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, Eric is one of the speakers. You've got a couple sessions here. One of your sessions was on nonverbal communication, which I thought was going to be a little difficult for a podcast. Um, but you've also got a book uh, coming out and, and a podcast yourself. So... Uh, tell us a little bit about Rise Above Chaos, the book, and then also the podcast. Yeah, so Rise Above Chaos, it's, it was written for the overwhelmed, busy, professional men and women in the utility business. So I wrote it with the utility professional in mind. And so the whole premise of the book is that I want to help utility professionals cut through the whirlwind of their life so they can rise above their chaos and discover significance and ultimately live in peace. You know, I'm, I was in the utility business for 20-some 20, 20 years. I started in 2000. And so I got married during that time. I raised kids during that time. And it can be chaotic. And sometimes it's hard to manage all the different things you want to accomplish in life, but also thrive in the utility business. So I wanted to provide a methodology. I wanted to provide a concept for professional men and women that want to make utilities their careers, but they also want to be good moms, good dads, right? Uh, they want to be, be good uh, spouses, and they want, to be, uh, they want to connect in their community. So that's what the whole premise of the book is about. It came out last year. It was number one on Amazon, and now I travel around the country working with utilities specifically on how they can apply the methodology. So it's a really, really rewarding experience, and it's fun. Yeah, fantastic. And then there's a podcast that goes with it as well mm -hmm. um, that, that's kind of along the same lines? Yeah, so there's a companion podcast. It's called Rise Above Chaos Podcast. The first part of the podcast, we walk through the principles. But then I bring in some really cool people that I interview from all over the world that are applying the very principles that I talk about in the book. So it's a really good podcast. It's only about 25, 35 minutes long, so it's a really easy listen. And so, yeah, if you want to check it out, go check it out. And also, my book is also an audio form. And you and I were talking about you know, debating on whether or not yeah. Are you actually reading the book when you read it or are you listening? I think if you listen to the book, it's just the same. I'm on, I'm on that side, so I'm definitely an audiobook guy. But yeah, feel free to check that out. If you're looking to have a second favorite podcast, that sounds like a great, uh, great, uh, great idea for it. So what you're talking about here at Connect, uh, this next session, like you mentioned, is being a professional speaker. And we're all, I think, at different spots on our journey of being a professional speaker. You know, we have folks on our team, super talented, super outgoing, don't put me up on stage in front of people. Um, then you got other folks who are, uh, you know, whether they're really a polished speaker or somewhere along the way. But there are tips that um, wherever you are on that journey to being a speaker, um, there, there's plenty of things people can always be refining along the way. Yeah, and it's really not about being a professional speaker. It's really just being comfortable and effective in a public setting. And so what is a public setting? It doesn't have to be some formal, you're at a conference. It could be in a board meeting. It could be uh, speaking what you're doing or delivering a topic in a staff meeting. 
Um, it could be if you're coaching a little league team and you got to have a parents meeting and you got to get up in front of all the, all the parents and you need to deliver a message in a very effective way. So that's what we're talking about in today's session is when you have to get up and deliver a message, how do you do it in a way that has an impact? It influences people in a very positive way. And there's ways to do that. There's a bunch of common mistakes that folks make, but there's also some best practices. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Fantastic. And, and yeah, like lowercase professional um, <laughs> speaker. So yeah, and not, not going out and do it for a living, but in a professional mm -hmm. setting, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, the advice that I have for folks um, when, you know, we're talking about presentations or anything like that um, is normally, uh, you know, when in doubt, tell stories. Mm. We do a lot of storytelling. Uh, and you see that as a, as a thing that a lot of folks will use when they start off their presentation. I've already seen a couple here at this conference where they start off with an engaging story. That starting the, the, the speech or starting the presentation, whatever the setting is, um, it's kind of a tricky spot. How do you normally tell folks to, to kick it off? Well, there's several ways in which to do that, but I call it the golden moment. So, Andy, when you walk up, I like that. Yeah, yeah. When you walk up on stage, Andy, you have a short period of time. There's studies on this. Some of it say some studies say 90 seconds, some studies say 30 seconds, some studies say instantaneously. I don't know what the number is. All I know is when you get up in front of people, they're making a decision if they're dialing in or not. So you've got them in that moment. So the common mistake a lot of folks make is they they try to make themselves comfortable when they get up and say, Hey, my name is Eric Ream. I'm here to talk about that. Your weight, you've lost the moment. So you got to come in. You got to come in hot. And there's different ways you can do that. Stories is one of them, but there's another way you can do it. It could be a surprising statistic. You know, you could get up there and drop a statistic that really gets people thinking. Like for instance, yesterday in my nonverbal communication class, I opened up with, on average, uh, the average human being only speaks 11 minutes a day. Now, whether you agree with that or not, doesn't matter. It captures your attention. Even, yeah. if, even if you're just like, I don't agree with them, now I'm gonna listen to them and figure out why I don't agree with them, I've captured their attention. Another one I've opened up with before is 75% um, of Americans are dehydrated at any given moment. And so that's something that I, it's part of my talk and it gets people thinking. Another way you could do it is you could start off with a power question, right? Get people thinking, answering that question in their mind. Um, you could do a real life story. You can do an antidote, like a funny thing happened to me on the way over here. But you just pick one. You pick a lane that makes sense with you for you. But when you get on that stage, you open right with that. And then that gets the audience. You invite them into the conversation. And now you've got a better chance of connecting. In terms of visual or, or supporting the story, I know that a lot of folks will sometimes get kind of caught up in the slides or I was told the other day that it's not cool to call it PowerPoint slides anymore. You call it a slide deck and that's what, that's what it, it dates you apparently if you say uh, a PowerPoint, so a slide deck. So a lot of folks will get tied up in the, the slide deck. Um, but what are some of the things that you do when you're presenting to support your story? Yeah, well, I think visuals are important number one. But the first thing I would do is don't go to the slide deck immediately. Most people do that. They're like, I got to do a talk. Let's open the slide deck and let's build it out. Instead, what I recommend is storyboard it, get out a piece of paper, write down where you want the audience to go, like circle it, and then just almost like a spider web. And you just start lining from that point how you want, how you want to bring the audience in, how you're going to transition from different points. So get the idea on paper. What's the journey you want to take the audience on? Then ask yourself, how can I support this visually? And so I would say that visuals are very, a good way to connect with the audience. Less is more as far as text. I'm not a big fan of text heavy. If you ever say this, I know you can't read this, 
you've already lost the audience, right? Ooh, that's a good one, yep. Yeah, and here's the other thing, slides are free. So if you've got four points to make, why not have one point per slide? You know, I've done talks before where I had 179 slides for a 30 minute talk and people are like, that's too many slides. But I go through them very quickly. I keep the audience very engaged. So I think visuals are important. The other thing is they must complement your talk. They're not your talk. So if I can print out your slides and know everything you're saying, there's no point for you. Just give me the slides, I'll read it and I'll move on, right? So they should complement and, and should support you visually what you're talking about, but not be the presentation, if that makes sense. So one of the things that's been cool to me uh, over the, the years is, is our, our co-host or our other host on the uh, Story Connect podcast is Megan McCoy No. Mm -hmm. And she and I uh, are both, um, you know, we both consider ourselves pretty good presenters, pretty good speakers. We have very different styles, but they're still authentic as to who we are. How, and that's been one of the cool things for me to see folks when they kind of find that authentic, this is who I am mm -hmm. when I'm presenting and speaking. But that's tough to find. How do you go about figuring out what, what your style is going to be? Because there's no one way that you have to do this to, to be an effective speaker. Yeah, I teach speakers. By the way, I train professional speakers. So I've worked with Hollywood actors. I've worked with NBA, NFL, um, Hall of Famers, um, real, uh, reality TV show people. If I named them, you know who they were. So I've worked with a lot of folks. Very cool. And the main thing is most people have to figure out what their authentic self is. Because if you're not authentic and you're on the stage, the audience will pick that up really quickly and you'll lose the audience that they pick up that you're not authentic. So if you're not a funny person, don't try to be a funny person, right? If you're a storyteller, lean into that. If you're a data person, that's okay. You can use data, but give them the most important data. You don't need to give them 55 points of data. So just lean into who you are and then uh, deliver the message the best way you possibly can. But the main thing for everyone though, Every person, no matter what style you have, you need to get to the point where you're having a conversation with the audience. That's what you need to, you need to do. And usually what you do, how you have a conversation is you have a unique perspective. So Andy, you've got a unique perspective on the problem you're trying to solve when you're up there on stage. The way you connect with the audience is you bring that perspective with your unique story that accentuates that. So if you could tie in your humanity and who you are with the perspective that you're delivering, that brings the conversation down to the audience level and they feel like you're having a conversation. That's the key. What you never want to do is you never want to be the speaker that you're up on stage and you're speaking down or over to the audience. You got to bring it down to their level and you do that by uh, your perspective and accentuating your story to highlight what you're trying to deliver. Got it, I like that a lot. The trickiest part for me for you know, giving a presentation or for talking is the exit plan. Mm. Uh, you know, I've, I've run into the help, help, I'm talking and I can't shut up. Mm. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll nail the intro, we'll have a good engaging intro, the middle will be good, and at the end you just kind of, oh, I didn't think about this part. Uh, mm -hmm. Any questions and nobody has any questions and it's an awkward kind of offstage. Are, is there anything that you've found or, or, or what do you encourage folks to do to kind of stick the landing there at the, uh, at the end of the presentation? Right, so in your main content, the, the thing is whatever you're delivering, you gotta figure out what's the ultimate take home message. And I use an acronym called STAR. So it's got to be specific, meaning that it's very specific what you want the audience to do. It's not vague. It's got to be tangible, meaning the audience can almost like, they can feel themselves wrapping their hands around the topic and taking it with them. They got to be able to take action on it and it's got to be realistic, okay? So specific, tangible, actionable, realistic. So you're going to deliver, let's say, two or three points in the middle of your talk. You have to ask yourself, what's the most important thing the audience needs to capture? What would that look like? And so when you're about to close it out, what you want to do is you want to say in summary. That's important that you say that because when you say in summary, what it does is it's a center trigger to the audience and know you're about to end. Even the people that weren't listening now are going to plug in to see what they've missed, right? They're going to get off their phones. They're going to listen. Right. So you summarize everything that you just described, right? 
Then you, uh, you open up for questions if you want to do that. I'm not a big fan of question and answer myself, but if you do it though, you got to do it right. There's a Same. couple ways to do it. Yep. Number one, prep someone in the audience to ask you a question. Or number two, ask yourself a question. Even if you ask yourself a question, it's something like, hey, I usually get this question and you answer it. The audience still perceives there's a Q&A, even though you asked yourself the question. And then at the end, you want to give a concluding statement. So you got the last word and then say something like this. If you do nothing else, I want you to do this and go back to the one thing that they need to take away. And it's got to be something they can take action on and using that star methodology. Right. And then that's how you leave it. I like that a lot. That's that's helpful. Um, do you think that because uh, you hear a lot of folks say, oh, I, "I'm not a speaker. I, I'm not a public speaker." Um, do you think everybody can be a public speaker? No, everybody can be a communicator. It, your goal is not to be a public speaker. Your goal is to be a communicator. Leaders are communicators, and leaders are influencers. And I believe everybody has influence over someone. And so they have to master the art of communicating to that person. Sometimes it's in the public setting, sometimes it's not. But if you master communication, even though you're uncomfortable in a public setting, you could still be effective and still not be a public speaker. You're not out there seeking public speaking, but you find yourself in that setting, you might as well crush it while you're up there. So I think everybody can be a master communicator. Got it. I like that answer. Um, last question for you. What advice do you have for somebody, maybe who's listening? And of course, the advice would be get the book and read it. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, that'll, that'll help them in a lot of different facets. But in terms of, of being that master communicator or that speaker, what are some baby steps folks can take if they're kind of just, just starting out on that journey? Um, what advice do you give folks? Yeah, I would say that when someone comes to me uh, and hires me to coach them to be a professional speaker, the first thing I tell them, if you want to be a good speaker, be a good storyteller because we all connect through story. So what I would do, the first step is I would just think about, number one, if you're going to do a talk or if you want to get become a communicator or more effective communicator, just ask yourself, number one, who are my people? And for me, it's utility people. For you, it's utility people. What, what problem are you helping them solve? So you and I can get up and speak to the same group, but you have a specific problem you want to help them solve. I have a specific problem I want to help them solve. What's the problem you're going to help them solve? What's your solution to that, right? And then how does your story accentuate that solution and tie your story into that? So there's different parts of my story that really connect to the audience. So I own that. There's two or three key stories that I build my entire presentations around. So the biggest thing is who's your people, the problem you want to help them solve, what's the solution? So if I'm asked so for whatever reason, hey, I need you to speak at this staff meeting, I need you to speak at this person's retirement, what problem am I, am I solving when this person's retiring? Well, I want to make sure he goes off on a really good note. What can I do to support that? There's probably some stories that I have about that person that I could use to accentuate the fact that he's had a good life, he's had a good career. That's how you approach it. And you just do that over and over and over again, depending on what audience you're gonna be in front of. Good advice, very versatile advice. So Eric, uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, Andy, it's fantastic, man. You got fantastic hair, you're easy to look at. And so this was fantastic to do this with you. I appreciate you. For those you can't see him, you gotta check it out. This guy's got his A game, he's awesome. Hey, I'm glad we got that recorded. That didn't yeah. happen all the time. So, uh, well, he is Eric Ream, uh, author and speaker of the book. Uh, the book again in the podcast are called? Uh, Rise Above Chaos, The Five Principles to Discover Significance and Live in Peace. Be sure to check him out. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Pioneer. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.